Talk Live. I'm your host, Jeff Deverter. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help you improve your business and those around you. Now this recording is from our Cloud Talk Live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to come and watch us there and join the conversation live with us in real time. Your participation helps drive the conversation. Now, let's get on with today's show. Well, good day to you folks. Jeff Deverter here, Chief Technology Evangelist here at Rackspace Technology. And welcome to Rackspace Live. So glad that you are here uh, enjoying hopefully this midday. If you're in the States, it's probably sometime around that. If not, well, it's either early or <laughs> really, really late. So um, really excited to be here with you today. You're going to really enjoy it. We have brought Rackspace's new, not very much new. He's uh, about three months into it, but uh, CTO to have a conversation with us. Guys, if you want to get a hold of us, a couple of things. You've been seeing some stuff fly around the bottom. First of all, introduce yourselves in the comments, wherever you are, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn. We're on all of those things. And um, also, if you want to get a hold of us, you got some feedback for us? You got an idea? Maybe you want to be on the program. Send us an email at solve at rackspace.com. I would get that directly as well as the whole production team, Megan and Daniel and uh, anybody else we can find who uh, who wants to help out. So so feel free to uh, to reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, we got Paul from Virginia. Hey, everyone. Be like Paul. Introduce yourselves. Paul, glad you are taking uh, your midday to uh, to hang out with us here at uh, at Rackspace Live. This is really going to be a uh, enjoyable conversation. And it uh, looks like we've got Herman is here as well. And we've got Rangu from uh, Salesforce in New Jersey. Oh, we love us some Salesforce. Sarvesh from India. India, you're up late, but we're glad that you're here. Mudar from New Delhi. Uh, oh, guys, you all are flooding in now. So glad that you're here. Hey, let's jump really quick into a bit of a news story. Uh, always like to lead in with one of those. Uh, before we bring Srini up, let me find the button to click. Come on. There we go. We, oh, Gert is here. Gert, aren't you supposed to be working? I'm glad that you're here anyway. All right. Um, so with that, let me click this and do that and do that. There we are. Hey, interesting article. It comes out of um, a bit of research that was done by a company called Stira, Stira Inc., and, uh, and ultimately, what they're finding is that cloud native adoption is shifting security responsible responsibility across teams. Now, if you're in development, if you're in IT, you know that this is changing. In fact, on April 7th, we're going to do a whole uh, Cloud Talk Live on this topic. We've got some experts, some security and development experts coming in to have the conversation about how to best secure your infrastructure as code. You know, it's we're talking about infrastructure, not in the context of big server boxes and routers and all the things we used to well, quite literally be able to wrap our arms around. Now we've got to do that through the whole development process, through the DevOps process, as that infrastructure now exists in the context of code. So uh, you having challenges with that? Uh, how are you solving for that? Maybe comment and let us know. I would love to hear how your company is dealing with securing infrastructure as code. Hey, somebody from West Texas, good old Lubbock is here. Glad that you have jo oops, joined us today. Sorry, a little fast on the buttons. 
Well, as I mentioned, this is really going to be a great episode as I have brought in today uh, Mr. Srini Kaushik. And uh, Srini is Rackspace's CTO. I say new because he is the latest one who has joined us here, uh, joined us at the end of December and making a huge impact here at Rackspace. And I am anxious to uh, to let you get to know him. He's somebody that you're going to be both seeing and hearing a lot of. I mentioned hearing because we have recorded a podcast that's going to come out. Well, I have to see if Daniel and I win the arm wrestle. It's either going to be later uh, this week or maybe first part of next week. And uh, we've just got a lot of content coming out. We don't want to run, in, run you guys over. But uh, but Daniel, why don't we go ahead and uh, and bring Srini up onto the stage and let's introduce him to the world. Srini, welcome to Rackspace Live. Jeff, thank you, man. This is, uh, this is great to be on Rackspace Live. This is an amazing forum that you guys run. Oh, we got a lot of good good folks here. You can see it's a global audience. I'm sure they've got tons of questions for you. Uh, somebody's here from Atlanta as well. Uh, Joseph Tui. Hey, Joseph, glad that you're here as well. But, uh, uh, and you know who else I'm glad is here, Cerny, is you. Uh, I'm so glad you joined up with us. Uh, you know, you've had a really interesting career uh, and it has uh, really manifested itself as we've seen you, you know, kind of start to put your a bit of your fingerprint on Rackspace. And uh, guys, I'm sure out there in the world, as as you've seen different, you know, senior leaders come into organizations. A lot of times, they sometimes can be a bit of a bull in a china shop. But Srini, you've taken like the opposite approach to that. You have taken the time to get to know your people now and to find strengths and. How you how you encourage those strengths? You know, uh, how about a little bit about your philosophy of coming in and and, and helping to drive a, a company forward? Yeah. Look, um, uh, Jeff. Again, the pleasure to be here. Right? To me, uh, coming into a new role always like you you've got to kind of assess the situation and then find out what's the best way to do that. And to do the, the best way you know what you're getting into and the people that you work with is to take the time to listen. And I think once, you, once you're once you able to listen, once you're able to understand and build those initial relationships, then you can start building that guiding coalition that, you, uh, that people talk about that essentially help drive the company forward. Um, you know, it, uh, I always run into young leaders who are very, very good, but they take it upon themselves and think that I've got to do this. And the reality is the sooner people realize that this is a team and the yeah. more you can get the team behind you and drive it, right. the, the, the higher your chances of success. So that's the approach that I've taken walking in and it's the philosophy. And I, I'd say, Jeff, the other part to add to it is if you'd seen, seen me uh, in similar roles 20 years ago, um, yes. I would say I've evolved, right? That's not like if you talk to people from earlier in my career, um, they'd say like, look, some of the things don't change. Uh, but but one of the things that I've learned how to, from really good leaders uh, mm -hmm. understood how they operated and adapted into my style is this whole listen first, right? It's the it just just go in because there's a lot of really good things that go on within any organization. And the more you can understand it and tap into it, the better your chances are of driving change. Yeah. So, so you're alluding to the fact this isn't your first rodeo. You know, you have uh, you have you've you've been in various different uh, technical positions. You've had leadership positions. You know, you started and had a good run with with IBM as a distinguished uh, distinguished engineer uh, over there, and uh, and that has slowly kind of led you 
down the road of different you know CTOs, CIOs, even a CEO, a stint as CEO for a little while. Um, but uh, you know there are a lot of folks who, um, as, they, as they see people moving deeper into leadership, get a little farther from the tech. So let's talk about a little bit. How do you stay close to the tech? And by the way, you just got to say hi to uh, to Clark Kent. He is a regular from San Antonio. He's in a lot of these. So Clark, I'm glad you're here today. But uh, but certainly, how do you stay close to the tech when you're in all these executive leadership meetings? And I and I know there's a lot of them. <laughs> Look. Um... I think it's this is one that I've been um, it's it's been ingrained in me right from the start of my career. I've always been a technologist, and when somebody asked me like you know what is your true strength, I'd say I'm an architect. Right, I tend to kind of step back, look at things, and um, look at the implications of making certain decisions, and then understand how to go out and build it. Uh, that's what I started off as. Like initially, you're architecting um, code, like you know, for a specific module in something, all the way up to uh, software uh, applications that you're building to really pulling together these complex systems integration things that are coming in. And in order to be an architect, it is actually important that you have that breadth of experience, right? You know, you, yeah. when you think about home building or any of those things, you have to know how. Uh, the electrical thing has to fit into your layout and you have to lay out those standards. And so it's very similar when you think about computers. Any architect needs to be focused on being broad first and then you decide where you want to establish your T-shaped skills, right? You know, have the breadth and then where do you want to specialize? And that's something that uh, I've done all through. And I would say the the market has been moving with me, right? Thirty years ago, twenty five years ago, that when I picked it up, there was a clear distinction between the people who were technical and the people who I call general managers, and it's not in a negative way. It's just general manager meaning I need to know a, a lot of about a business. It's yeah. a different role. Um, as you start, uh, you know, going through the last two decades, more specifically into the last five years, five to ten years. Uh, as tech has become more important in every industry, uh, you're seeing a lot more technologists become CEOs, CIOs, and CTOs, right? Yeah. Uh, and that, I think, is a trend that's going to continue. And in fact, it's going to become even more, um, even more important because in the future, I don't think you're going to find CEOs who can say like, yeah, tech is not my, <laughs> my strength. <laughs> uh, you're, 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 it's, it's, Jeff, it's similar to like I, I see so many people. There was an amazing book that was written called Innumeracy, and it, the whole premise was nobody likes to say I'm illiterate, right? But they're all very comfortable saying, "Hey, I'm not a math guy. I don't understand the numbers." <laughs> so the same thing. I think <laughs> when you translate it over to this, I think technical illiteracy is not going to be acceptable in any leadership position. So I think it's not acceptable. It's just not an option anymore either. It's not I mean, an we use anymore, the right? Yeah, and so to me, uh, it's. You, it's a it's a personal imperative to stay uh, relevant in the technology. Learn broad, uh, spend the time to to understand specific technologies so that you can make better decisions. Um, and I think that's uh, I I encourage everyone to like look. If you learned something yesterday, that's great. That was good for yesterday. As the Marines say, like the only easy day was yesterday. Today is a different day. <laughs> Today is a different day, and and like technology has changed, and we got to kind of keep ourselves uh, nimble, right, and learn. 
Yeah, when uh, when I, when I came back to Rockspace in 2020, a friend of mine had posted something on Facebook, and I'm not one of these guys who will you know print a lot of stuff out. But this one I did print and put in the cubicle, and it said, "Success is never owned; it's rented, and the rent is due every single day." Yeah, which is That's an uh, amazing quote. I, I need to remember that. Yeah, if you if you can put your head on the pillow at night and and be happy about what you did, you kind of have to forget that feeling when you wake up in the morning because the yeah. uh, the treadmill starts again. But that's also the opportunity. I mean, we can look at this from a very negative aspect of, oh, we got to do it again, or what an opportunity. I mean, you make the comment that that technical illiteracy really just isn't isn't an option anymore. And that ultimately, I think, goes back to the fact that every problem, and we're we're cautioned not to say always and nevers, but I think we can say always in this case. Uh, technology always has a part in the solution to almost every problem. Now, sometimes technology is the problem, but whatever the business problem is, technology absolutely plays in. And to not be well-versed in it, I mean, you just, you're doing yourself and your organization a disservice. Right. Right. And and that philosophy of continuous learning, um, it's, it's, it's all about the process. Like once you learn how to enjoy it, like, you know, I, I really read, from multiple different sources. The other day, I was just picking up a book that uh, was sitting in in the doctor's office and starting to read it on, like, you know, they they actually were talking about how memories are stored, right? And it's like, oh, fascinating. I I need to kind of go back and look at it and see if I can make connections. So I think uh, if if we as technologists, just as we as human beings get to learn quite a lot, just make learning a part of the everyday thing, just... Spend yeah. 30 minutes, spend an hour just thinking about um, what you can do and, and learn whatever ignites your passion, right? To me, it's technology. For me, it's technology. For someone else, it may be how do you kind of uh, engage with people and build deep relationships, right? And, and yeah. so whatever uh, ignites your passion, spend the time learning more about it, uh, and, and that will serve you in good stead going forward. Yeah. And we have so many more opportunities these days to not only learn, but then to ultimately, ideally, if we've learned it, then to to apply it. I mean, whether it is you've got a 10 or 15 minute drive across town, podcast right. opportunity. You know, you've got 30 minutes at the end of the day. I find myself opening YouTube and watching a TED talk or watching, you know, okay, transparency. I was watching a 30 minute video on how to weld because, you know, <laughs> I'm weird that way. But um and learn something new every day. But let's talk about learning for a second, because you you have, you know, you're, you're 20 some years into this technology career. You've had some really interesting stops along the way. And maybe just call out one or two. We won't do the whole resume, but maybe, you know, you and I and talking about the time with Magellan Health or with the startup, you know, you had some significant kind of moments that you walked away from. Maybe grab one or two of those and share them with the, with our audience. Well, um, it just just quickly like you know as, as I look through it I learned something from every role that I played right I think uh, my stint at IBM taught me how to be this continuous learner right it's an amazing company that teaches you uh, to learn learn broad learn white right so, so it's something that I got from there and that was built in into the way I established them. when I got to Nationwide uh, again a fantastic company as a CIO there that's when I started to learn that it's like, you know, when you were an individual contributor delivering things, that's one piece. But now if you've got to get bigger things done, you got to figure out how to get it done with people, through people and bring them along. Right. So the whole discipline of starting to listen more, um, starting to be 
more patient, right? Like because if it's just in your uh, bailiwick, you pretty much can work twenty hours. Um, but but when you're working with a team of people, got to be sensitive to what they're going through. You got to be empathetic to their needs and then pull pull them along. So Nationwide gave me that. I think when I got to my startup, uh, what was phenomenal was like. Prior to that point, everything that I did was uh, in large organizations, Fortune 100, Fortune 50 companies. Uh, when I get to my startup, uh, you're the one guy who starts it up. And you got to do everything from strategy to taking out the trash yourself. You got to be able to <laughs> right. go attract talent because when you ask people to come work for you and you've got a name like IBM or Google or AWS in front of you, it's a heck of a lot more easier than you know, Trini startup, like, can you come join me? Right. And, and yeah. I think that, uh, that, 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 how do you, you always figured out how to scale up? How do you scale down before you scale up is a big lesson that I learned from the startup. And that was amazing, right? Like, you know, it, but, but one of the lessons I learned there is the networks are important. The people that you built, established and worked with and built good relationships with, uh, they will follow you for a cause. Right, you know, it's not always about the money. It's not always about the title. It is about going getting something special done, and that was great for me to learn because it's kind of helped me uh, bring things in. Uh, Magellan, same thing. You move into a completely different industry, uh, which is highly regulated, um, which mm -hmm. has the constraints that our healthcare system has in the United States. How do you still continue to innovate in that constrained environment? Right, and along the way, you pick up these skills that allow you to come into uh, into a rack space and you say, okay, so I've seen this challenge from many different angles uh, and every required some tailoring of your approach for leadership. What is it that I have to tailor here to, you know, you want to leverage the experience that you've had, but you also want to make sure that it is tailored for the situation you're in. So. That's excellent. Hey, um, speaking of, of bringing people along, looks like you've got a fan out there. Uh, where did he go? Samesh? Was that Samesh? Do you remember Samesh? I am pretty sure uh, if I see his uh, his face, I'll remember. I yeah. appreciate uh, anyone. There he is. Yeah, Samesh Madhu. Yep. It's, it's yeah. great to see you. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure we, we call that out when call that out. Well, um, so, so Serena, you and I recorded a podcast. That podcast will be coming out. Guys, the only way to get that is if you subscribe to Cloud Talk. So pull out your phones while you're listening to us now and open up your, your podcast app of choice and, and subscribe to Cloud Talk. You'll, you'll maybe get an audio version of this one in there as well, but that'll, that'll be the next main podcast that will, will show up. And, uh, you know, uh, Serena, one of the things that, that I think about as you came in, so you came in with all this experience and, and uh, what was going through your mind the first time you know, the phone rang and the recruiter said, or the opportunity came in and they said, they said, Rackspace, what came to mind? Well, uh, very simply put, Rackspace is, uh, at, at least to me, was an easy one because uh, when I explain it to my friends and family and others, like Rackspace is the OG cloud company. Right? You know, right. This is the company that invented OpenStack. This is the company that invented managed services in a multi-tenant environment. Uh, this is the company that led the way right from the start. And I mentioned it to a audience a couple of days ago where I said, like, just like in uh, real life and in other fields, the best technology doesn't always win, right? Uh, Betamax versus VHS or any of those things. And yeah. we just happened to be on that site where, like, even though you had better technology, 
it wasn't the one that took off and what did take off you just look around it's it's what aws does uh, and I, it's exactly what uh, the public cloud companies are based off of uh, most companies would have folded and left they packed their bags and said yeah we're not for this this company pivoted right and and yep. not just once but twice in its 20 plus year career a uh, 20 plus year existence so to me that was important because you're looking for a company that's not only innovative but resilient because mm. not uh, things are not going to go your way all the time um, and your ability to understand the change adapt to it and take that step forward you always try to fall forward as opposed to falling back uh, that was critical and so to me that was a burden component of it uh, and the second part is the company doesn't become resilient without its people that's right uh, and the culture and the more i learned about the culture the more i learned about uh, our quest for fanatical customer experience right and and yeah that may sound like a um, that may sound like a slogan or something like that but i can tell you 90 days in that's real Right. And, and, you know, it's, it's fun to be surrounded with people like that because you do, you know, even if you weren't wired that way, you end up getting wired to kind of think that way and, and, and take that culture forward. So that's my, those are my two main things that, that, uh, you know, opened my eyes to Rackspace. Mm -hmm. uh, once, once the team determined that I was a good fit, like I'm, I've been enjoying every minute of it. That's great. Hey, it looks like you've got a friend, uh, Joe Timmons. He wants to, uh, it says Srini for POTUS. So you got a new job coming here in the next couple of years. You got to get campaigning. Mr. Timmons is an awesome guy, man. Like you know, he is, uh, the guy knows everyone. And uh, he is, uh, you know, spent time at uh, Microsoft, at Google. We work together at Nationwide. We've stayed friends. Hey, Joe, say hi to Isabella and uh, the newborn there. It's great. Hey, one of the things you mentioned uh, that that really opened your eyes to Rackspace, when, especially once you got in, was the tech culture. Now, as any mm -hmm. company that's been around for, you know, how long we've been here? Twenty years now, or so, twenty three years. It, it's um, you you ebb and flow certain things, but that was one of the things that really caught your attention and want to make it more. So, what are some of the yeah. things that you're doing to help inspire and deepen our tech culture here at Rackspace? Yeah. Uh, well. You know, you know what, uh, you know what uh, people say about culture, you've got all of the sayings, right? Culture eats strategy for breakfast. That's a Deming quote or, um, you know, the, what you do, character and culture basically is like how you actually show up every day. Your actions determine the culture, not words on a wall. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I, I think one of the things that as a technology company, we've gone through many of the things that many other organizations have had to go through, go through the pandemic, go through the pivots that you had to make from going from being a managed services, OpenStack based company to a public cloud, private cloud company. Um, and these things are not easy, right? And, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the cool things here is that culture has, has kind of held together in spite of all of those uh, things that we've had to go deal with. So the thing that I can do coming in and what I'm gonna, what I'm trying to do coming in is how do you make it more of a culture that's more sustainable, right? You'll see me use the word, whether it's in podcasts or in blog posts, you'll see me use sustainability over and over again. And my definition of sustainability is a little, well, it is broader like the World Economic Forum that says green and environmental sustainability is absolutely important, but it's equally important that that if we're going to go into cloud and technology, that the economic sustainability is important. So meaning, you know, you can't have the top 
two, three, four percent of the co uh, country get richer and richer, leaving the rest of the country behind, right? Now, so you got to figure out a way to make this economic gains that technology brings broader. That drives things like um, retraining people. Uh, it drives things like looking at underrepresented communities and how do you create opportunities for them to be in technology. That second economic component of sustainability. And to me, the third one is uh, it also needs to be equitable. And, uh, you know, both, uh, if, if any inherent or, um, you know, unintentional bias exists in our, uh, in our algorithms, in our processes, if we talk about ML and AI, like, you know, the data has inherent bias in it, that you are absolutely, um, you know, very, very focused on addressing those biases is going to be important because I think when you build that culture that keeps all three aspects of this sustainability in mind, then you become a, a, a destination for talent, right? I, I think the current model that, that the IT industries, the technology industry is operating in is untenable, right? You know, because when you have a scarce pool of resources, everybody fighting to pay like 50,000, 80,000 more to get a skill, right? And, and people jumping from role to role with six months and a year, doesn't allow you to build the skills that are sustainable for the long run. It leaves a lot of people behind. So I think part of our culture within Rackspace is I'm trying to reinvigorate it so that we build on the technical foundation, we build on that fanatical customer experience, but take a more long-term view to say like, yes, we do need the experts, but we have to be committed to bringing people along, right? And, and if you do that, you you switch this whole dialogue from a dialogue of scarcity to yeah. abundance, right? You know, and that scarcity drives costs up. We all know that we're like, you know, yep. toilet paper goes up when something goes by. So, so, so <laughs> scarcity drives certain things. Abundance drives a different set of behaviors. And to me, that's the switch that, that would love to do, uh, you know, working and uh, engaging the broader team to get that done. Well, what a great mission. And I love the fact that it's not just how do we make people technically smarter? How do we make them get along better? But it really is that 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 360 degree sustainable sustainability yeah. uh, view into it. So, so Srini, thank you so much for being a part of the program today. We've had lots of great interaction from your fan club out there and from the rest of the world. And, uh, and so, of course, uh, so glad that you chose to spend some time with me here today, but then also chose to come and volunteer your best for us here uh, every day now at Rackspace. So thanks so much for that. And everyone, I hope that you have an amazing day. And we are back tomorrow with another Cloud Talk Live at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. We're back into our Women in Tech. And do we have a treat for you? You're going to absolutely want to be a part of uh, of that. So make sure you set your, your alarm for that. Uh, really interesting woman who went from individual contributor to global vice president of customer success, incredibly short amount of time. And uh, one of our great partners over app dynamics, if you're into software development, um, uh, observability should be high on that list. Go check them out. They're pretty amazing. Serenity, thanks again. And everyone hope you have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cloud Talk Live. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help improve your business and those around you. Now, this was a live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. 
on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to watch us there and join the conversation live with us. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, I'd encourage you to do so and maybe even give us one of those five-star reviews. These episodes can be found anywhere podcasts are found. Until next time, I'm Jeff DeVerter for Cloud Talk and Cloud Talk Live.